Welcome to Gain That Tune. What is going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington, here. We've got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we got the GTT King, King David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune is in the house for a 325th episode. That's right. Game That Tune 325, guys. Coming at you. And man, oh man. What an episode it's going to be. If you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, you're in for a treat, because we have video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs, a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off, we're going to have a lot of fun, and the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was me, unexpectedly, in a strange and low-scoring episode. Uh, I came out on top, as I frequently do in such situations. And, uh, man, I had a, uh, a stroke of, uh, theme genius. Uh, we had just, uh, enjoyed the Nintendo Direct last week. They announced so many, uh, sweet new games. And so many sweet old games made new again that I felt inspired to make this episode all about Remakes. I'm talking remakes of old games or games with music from old games remade in a new style. Um, so, you know, games that aren't necessarily part of the same series but contain music from a previous game are totally valid. But I'm pretty sure, based on me saying remakes, we're all just picking remakes of old games. Uh, because there are numerous games to pick from. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, Jesse, you know, I see you taking a tally. About how many remakes can you name offhand? Say about four. And I don't mean name them. I just mean, like, give me an estimate of how many remakes you could probably name if you tried. Oh, um, seven. So, okay, <laughs> seven. So, yeah, hey, I can think of a good seven remakes. Uh, one remake of a good seven. Uh, oh. Then after that. Well, at least part of you know, it. Right. Uh, after that, kind of a struggle. But yeah, so <laughs> the good thing is we feature five games on each show. There's about seven remakes in history. And, uh, you know, that means there's a, there, there's some wiggle room left. Maybe <laughs> uh, maybe we didn't overlap on our games. It'll be good. I, you know, I, I constantly worry about that. You know, will the will, you know, two of us pick the same game when a theme is this broad? Somehow it's like a, it's a weird paranoid fear of the video game music podcaster. Like, please, God, don't let me pick the same fucking thing as Johnny this week. Like... So I don't know how worried. it happened. It's happened before. <laughs> nah, man. You, my brain's broken. I, you didn't pick the same thing as me. Oh, I, <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, you'd think that, but you know, who knows, man? Fucking, um, yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, I have a bad feeling about today. It's just, it's oh, yeah? Hmm. I have a good feeling about today because, you know what? I think that one of the big things that drives a show like this is nostalgia. And one of the big things that drives a remake of an old video game is nostalgia. 
And uh, I think that this is going to be a fun episode because we're going to listen to some classic tunes updated for new systems. And uh, I think we're just going to have a good show. So uh, we got five fantastic games. We got a great fan request. And uh, guys, I think we just got to jump right into it. So Johnny, let's uh, let's do game one. Game one. So uh, the develop this is when this came out. This was considered to be one of the most accurate uh, home versions of this game. Uh, the developer even went so far as to include a document detailing every single difference between this and the arcade originals. Um, they used the original sprites from the arcade game, uh, but the console's target resolution was a smaller resolution the arcade was 384 by 240 this was 320 by 200 uh which resulted in a smaller play field but they specifically said that they felt they wanted to preserve the uh detail of all the original sprites and backgrounds it's a long ass trivia johnny long ass (laughs) trivia
Alright, who's got some uh, answers? I almost said guesses, but uh... Alright, so let's see here. Jesse says Street Fighter the movie The Game, which is actually... Uh, I don't know. David says Street Fighter 2, which is pretty close, and John is a little closer with Super Street Fighter 2 PC. This is Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo for the PC. <gasps> oh! <laughs> I'm gonna give it to John and David, they're pretty close, but Jesse, I feel like adding the movie in there was a little, little flying too close to the sun. That's what I do. Street Fighter the movie, the game, was an original game. It wasn't a remake of anything. <laughs> Holy original it, game with original characters. Do not steal. <laughs> didn't it feature remade music though? It may um, have, but we're talking about Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo for the PC, developed by Eurocom and published by Game Tech. All right, real quick, Johnny, I do want to make a sad confession. I, David, I'm sorry to say, I've never listened to the soundtrack to Street Fighter the movie the game. I don't know if it has remade <laughs> Street Fighter tunes or not, or if they just went with something new. I, I'm so disappointed in myself all these years of being a fan of that shitty movie and that, you know, good fighting game series, and I never bothered listening. So, no, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> Ugh, I'm filled with great shame. Anyway. So, yeah, they, uh, part of this game, they, is, uh, they made a, um, they remade the soundtrack with MIDI, and then they also put out, a, you know, they put out a version on floppy disk with a MIDI soundtrack, and then they put out a version on CD with a CD audio soundtrack, and I love this soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. It's good. It's really good. That that Giles theme with that scratchy guitar that kicks in, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> this is all, this is beautiful. And I mean, leading off with Balrog's theme was beautiful, man. That's, uh, I feel like that's one of the most underrated Street Fighter 2 songs there is. That song slaps so hard. Super slap. And yet, and it never pops up in people's like list of best songs, and it, sh it should be at the... Honestly, I kind of like it better than Guile's team at this point. Like, it's so good. It's really fucking good, man. <laughs> High quality shit. Um, so, did you guys ever play Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo on uh, your DOS machines back in 1995? <laughs> of course. Who didn't? <laughs> that's, that's where we all owned it, right? <laughs> so... I, I confess my ignorance towards PC gaming in the nut towards PC gaming. Was there a kind of like plug-in controller or fight stick, or did you play this on a keyboard? Oh, they had gamepads or PCs. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> although one fun fact about this game is that uh, you can only use one controller. Like it had a two-player mode, but only one player could use a controller. The other player had to use the keyboard. <laughs> Set it up like a land. Did you play that way? No. <laughs> so that was the equivalent of like wow. over at your friend's house, here's a Mad Cat's controller. <laughs> here's a keyboard. Um so yeah, it only because uh and they, they detail why in that document that specifies how it's different from the arcade version, but basically it was a hardware limitation at the time that you could only have one gamepad hooked up to the PC, so yeah, one person got to use the gamepad, the other person had to use the keyboard. Yeah, I could imagine that's like differences between the arcade version. A keyboard. <laughs> mm -hmm. Big but otherwise, more buttons. Otherwise, if, if, <laughs> if you'll allow me to, well, actually, just a little bit. Um, Please well, do. Well, actually, um, a lot of like uh, pro fighting game players in the FGC um, use these things called hitboxes now. And it's basically... 
like it's buttons uh, like you would see on an arcade stick, but instead of um, like a joystick, there's just more buttons. So it's basically you're playing on a keyboard, and so mm-hmm. like all of your little. A lot of fighting game players swear by it. Uh, I've never used one before, but they sound fascinating. Very keyboard like. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, this is a so- this is a solid port of Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Um, the graphics are big and beautiful, you know. Um, the play area is smaller because so like they didn't big, scale anything graphics. down. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there there's a few like background animations that are missing, um, like uh, in I think it's T Hawk stage has some like birds in the background, like they just they're just not there or not animated or whatever. Is um, is the guy in? Is the guy on the dock still jerking it? Good question. I, I don't know. Okay, I'll look that up. Mm. <laughs> I, I, yeah, look it up right now, Johnny. I need that background. <laughs> yeah, is uh, is the guy in the Chun Li stage still choking the chicken? I don't know, but God. So one thing is, some of the sound effects are not definitely not quite as good as the arcade original. Oh no. Um, like in Chun Li stage, I noticed. Uh, like the the guy, there's a guy that passes by on a bicycle and rings the bicycle bell, and that bell sound is so fucking loud and grating, like it's terrible. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, like yeah. that, that, oh that's awful. Maybe just leave that out. <laughs> but the other, like, you know, like like the announcer sounds, the hit sounds, all those sounds are they're great. But things like, um, yeah, that bicycle bell, or there was in uh, Fei Long stage, I think there's like a peacock that makes a call in the background or something. That was. <laughs> Usually grading. How do the hmm. elephants in Dalsam stage sound? Oh, oh Jesus! I don't, I don't know. I I, sk- I skipped through that one, so I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they uh, they also. They, I mean, they they but they went all out everywhere else. Like all the characters there, uh, including Akuma. You can enter the code, you know, to play as Akuma. Um, you've got the super meter. You've got. Um, the codes to play is the super variants of all the uh, fighters. Like it's got, it's got some depth, and they had to make a few cuts to make it, you know, play well on the PCs at the time. Which, you know, back we're talking like this is Windows ninety five days. Like Windows ninety five just came out mm. when this game was out, right? Like that was a long time ago. <laughs> Johnny, you said something that struck me, man. You skipped over Dulcim stage, so you don't know about the elephants. You know, I was really thinking about it. Is there a less essential character in the history of fighting games, you know, particularly in the the 16-bit Street Fighter history? Is there a less essential character than Dulcim? Hold like, on. Hold you know, on. What is Dulcim's? Well, what is his role in like the Street Fighter verse? Like, you know, what, what you know, what's this guy doing there? He was the original like keep away zoner character. I don't care about that. That's fighting game community shit. I'm talking about the, the world of Street Fighter. He represents cannon. India with over a billion people. So? Why do they so- need to be involved? What's their story? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess if we're doing, like, world warriors, we're just not going to include a country with a billion people. Well, I'm saying integrate him in the story better. Yeah, you know, like, what's the deal, man? Why, why is... I feel like Dulcim is just there in the little corner and nobody, there's no love for Dulcim. Like, you know, I really feel like all this Dulcim is kind of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, 
right, you well, son of a bitch. I kind of take it all back now. There goes uh, Jesse spitting fire. It was all, you know, it was all there, and you know, I just uh, I didn't see it because it had teleported behind my back and spit fire on me. <laughs> um, I would I would say, and this might be a hot take. I don't know. Y'all tell me. In the Street Fighter 2 cast, I would get rid of Blanca before I got rid of Dalsum. What are you, fucking Guile in the movie? What's wrong with you? You're just gonna fucking... Hot take. I can we, Blanca. I can we game over David, even though he hasn't played a game yet? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking about, like, Highly characters that are important in a world fighting tournament. Like, here's this weird feral guy from the jungle. Like, who does he represent? Brazil! Yeah. Savage nation. <laughs> <laughs> famous for their green experimental yeah, people. Famous for kids falling out of airplanes and getting turned into monsters in Brazil. Duh. <laughs> Oops, not again. No, I mean, in yeah. the original Street Fighter 2, you could easily get rid of either Kent or Ryu because they're just clones of each other. Well, Starting that's... with Super, where you had the, they start having some difference in the special moves. Okay, now, you know, now you got a little more justification, but, uh, mm. yeah. If you were going to get no, rid right. of any of them, it would be Ken, because, like, you yeah. kind of need the main character. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Ken is uh, redundant in that he's a copy of the Japanese character, and he's American, and there's already an American character in the game. Uh, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, of course. Although, wait, uh, actually... Johnny might have a point because there is already a Japanese character, Edmund Honda. Well, two different distinct flavors of Japanese there, David. There's your uh, stoic, uh, you know, street fighter, uh, wandering, uh, you know, martial artist, and then there's your sumo wrestler. Um, they represent two uh, two very distinct uh, fighting styles of Japan. Well, so Ken need them and both. Ken and Guile are two distinct versions of Americans. You've got buff blonde haired guy and then buff blonde haired guy who's also rich for some reason well i thought you were gonna say you got people that culturally appropriate and people that are in the military (laughs) you know when you put it like that that kind of is america in a nutshell isn't it yeah (laughs) (sighs) were you gonna say something jesse i never liked sagging whoa yeah come on he's eight feet tall Yeah. He's a god amongst the rest of Thailand. Yes. He's so tall. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, uh, I, I don't know. I like Sagan. Because he, he's like the Muay Thai kickboxer. He, got, he has those short shorts. Um, I do like men in short shorts. Yes. You know, and who wears short shorts? Sagat wears short shorts. Um, yeah, I think it's down to... It's either Ken or Dalsim is the... Like least essential characters in the entire game. Do you um, think? Do you think he'll be in Street Fighter Six? Which one? Saget. I don't know. Hmm, I guess. What I mean, I would imagine out for him. <sighs> you know, I would. I, <laughs> there was a there was a pun right there, and I I guess I didn't see it. Um, nah. Get out of <laughs> Seriously, guys, your bad jokes, they're scarring me. No, I'm not. Nope, nope, no, no, that's sorry. Not good, no. Jesse, Jesse got it, guys. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse yeah. got it. I don't even think he dislikes so, the guy. I think he just really wanted to get to that joke. <laughs> so, 
Uh, I, I unironically love this style soundtrack. Like, I love this era of um, PCs, and they're stoked about multimedia, and they've got CDs in them now, and they're going to use that, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to just have the sound card put out uh, imitation of the soundtrack. They're going to get some folks together. They're going to get Neil Baldwin and um, Steve Duckworth together, and they're going to record a whole new cover soundtrack. Damn, they got Duckworth? Yeah, they got Duckworth, dude. All right. Nope. <laughs> and, and it's going to be so good. Like it's just, I mean, you oh. know, I, I kind of love that about the, the 90s like CD audio stuff, too. Like, fucking, you know, Sonic CD is a game that I've never even played, but I'm kind of like all about its soundtrack, and it's because Sega was like, you know, there's no reason to just make, like, you know, slightly better versions of, like, this music we already made. Let's just make crazy New Jack Swing music. I mean, we got a CD player in the thing now. Let's just fucking make sick-ass music for it. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's let's hit the ground running and make fucking really great soundtracks or, like, really high-quality versions of previous soundtracks. It's, um... It was a really great time for uh, for video game music. So it's a, and it's it feels like a pretty distinct sound, like you said, like MIDI then rearranged. Like I don't know, somehow in there they just found the fucking you know they found the right sound. Like you mm. can t- it's all synthesizers, I'm pretty sure. I, I doubt any of them are playing you know like a real guitar here, but man, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It sounds so good. That the, the guitar scratch on Kyle's theme. Balrog just coming in fucking hot. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed now that you say it's, you know, that since it's Super Street Fighter, you didn't include a song from Super Street Fighter. Like, uh, you know, I'd love to hear fucking, like, DJ's theme in this style. You're going to hit me with it right now? Is that, is that a, a knowing I, look, I am 100% getting it loaded up. <laughs> hit me, baby. I, I, you know, I want to hear it, man. I, you know, I'm putting on my maximum pants. And uh, let's, uh, what do you got? Oh crap! I may have deleted off my hard drive <laughs> after uploading it. <laughs> oh, what a bitch. <laughs> uh, All right. So speaking of remakes, guys, it's been a long time. I think it's time that we remade the Street Fighter movie from 1994. While Johnny's getting this loaded up, do you guys want to Dreamcast a remake of Street Fighter the movie from 1994? I would, as Guile, um, an actual Sega Dreamcast. What? I don't know. I'm just making. I'm just going off the Dreamcast. You can't bit. name an actor. You can't name one one fucking white American actor. You went with uh, you know, some non sequitur joke, John. Well, I mean, to be fair, Jean Claude Van Damme was not a white American actor. Yes, I know, David. It's time to improve upon Jean Claude Van Damme. It's time to right the wrongs of the past. <laughs> uh, I'd like a to huge see. Mistake. <laughs> I'd like for them to go in a crazy weird direction with it, and maybe cast, say, Seth Rogen as Guile. Um, and just make a whole, like, stoner comedy out of it, right? Dude, Seth like Rogen that... as Blanca is the play. <laughs> like, I was gonna say Seth Rogen as Blanca. Um, Christian Bale as Oh my Guile. god, when he does the electric move, it's, it's just him laughing, yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense. <laughs> Come on, man, touch me. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. Christian Bale? As Christian Guile. Bale as Ryu? No, Guile. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna throw a name out there. You probably take it pretty seriously. <laughs> Pedro Pascal as M. Bison. Yes. Oh my yes. god. Oh. Shit, that's good. Okay. That's that's the movie. 
He probably has the gravitas for it. I was going to say, like, you know, I was trying to think. There's not really a whole lot of actors, obviously, that could live up to Raul Julia playing it by Simba Lake. I was thinking maybe Oscar Isaac, if he went into, like, a menacing Ooh, mode. That'd be pretty good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Pedro Pascal's really good, too. That'd be fucking great. Because I feel like he could do it with the kind of the same humorousness that uh, Raul Julia did. Like, Raul Julia got that fucking role. He, you know, just understood it, went fucking full-blown, like, Shakespearean crazy man. I feel like Pascal could do all that, you know, with a good smirk and a good menace. All right, so, guys, T-Hawk, Long, DJ, Kami, who do you want to hear first? DJ. 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 That's what we were waiting for. Yeah. Oh, and there's sound effects in the background. It's like some Miami Club electric piano. <laughs> all right, Johnny, we ain't got all that. <laughs> right. The fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> it's not bonus tune time, Johnny. Uh, but, yeah, I appreciate that. All right, yeah, it's uh, surprising. We never do the bonus tunes in the first game. <laughs> so, congratulations, Johnny. You won the show. Um, good night. You're welcome. Yeah. Game two.
All right, guys. So uh, this game, it was released in 1995 for the Super Famicom. It was uh, not officially released in America until 2007 for the Nintendo DS. And uh, tonight we're listening to the 2022 remake uh, available on Nintendo Switch. Obviously ready for action. We're all here. Um, there's no uh, no cause for stretching. No delaying for time. Oh, big stretch. Oh. All right. Um, Sorry. There he is. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see those answers, guys. Let's see. Johnny says a penis standing on the ground with a little something coming out. Sadly incorrect. Um, David says Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. A good guess based on the uh, Japanese. Fuck uh, no, that was Famicom, not Super. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's wrong. And Jesse says Tactics Ogre Reborn. Also incorrect. <laughs> No, guys, this is a little game that, like I said, was released on Super Famicom, on DS, and recently on Switch. Uh, it was also, at one point, I believe, released on the Wonder Swan Color. Uh, this is a game called Front Mission. Okay. And Jesse falls angry. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> oh. It's that one. I was, it was the other strategy RPG. Uh, you're, oh, fuck, you're right. You did choose a strategy RPG, didn't you? Shoot. Uh, Jesse still gets no points. Um, yeah, this uh, you know this has distinctly more Wanzers than, uh, than Tactics Ogre. Or so I'm told. Um, 
I don't really uh, know a whole lot about Front Mission. Because um, this is our fan request for the evening. We got this request uh, from a fantastic uh, Game That Tune fan and frequent radio uh, listener, Rainus. Uh, one of our uh, one of our uh, moderators over there at the radio hit me with this fantastic request. Because, um, uh, yeah, I, th- I figured it would come kind of, you know, from nowhere. From software. Um, but mostly uh, just kind of out of nowhere. Because, um, uh, yeah. I uh, I got a confession, guys. I don't know what this is. <laughs> it uh, it had a, a really nice soundtrack, though. A Yokoshima Mora soundtrack. Ooh. Remade on the Nintendo Switch, I assume, with very little of her involvement. Um, but uh, seemed like a good one. Um, so, Jesse, have you played Front Mission? Um, only... I've only, like, scratched the surface. Word. I am... I, I don't want to think I want to get this one, but um, there is a remake coming out, or there was a new one they announced or something, and mm. I would like to get one of those to try. Um, yeah, it seems like, besides the fact that it's a strategy RPG, it's got all the trappings of a kind of fun, intriguing series. Um, you know, I wonder if it's possible to take these elements and put them in a game that I'd like to play. Because um, it seems... I ask myself that about Fire Emblem every goddamn day. Well, actually, <laughs> I mean, it's a weird Japanese anime-type mech game, so Metal Gear exists. There you go. That's true. And I guess, you know, I guess the distinction is in Metal Gear, you're trying to fight the large mechs as opposed to pilot them, so... Um, but, yeah, maybe I got enough of this. Maybe I don't need front mission in my life. Um... But yeah, uh, so it's a strategy RPG in which you pilot giant mechs. Yes. Um, yeah, dope. That sounds uh, sweet. Yeah, they're called Wanzers. Um, it's a fun made-up word, but it's fun to say. Uh, David, say Wanzers. Wanzers. That is fun, fun to man. say. It is, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> was that the name of our middle school math teacher? No, Mrs. there Wanzer? was a D in there. Oh. <laughs> Wanzer, I hardly know her. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, um, guys, I truly have nothing for this. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I'm not serving uh, serving any front mission fans out here particularly well. Um, but I don't know. It. Uh, I was mostly just struck by the soundtrack. It's. Uh, it was nice, and I like. Uh, I like Yokoshima Mora tones. Uh, you know, slightly updated. Um, It'll Jesse, you ever play a Wonder Swan color? Do you want to tell us what a Wonder Swan color is? <laughs> uh, I, the, the one thing about the Wonder Swan color that annoys the piss out of me <laughs> is in order to change the game, you have to take the batteries out. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, now hold on. We've spent 300 plus episodes clowning on, like, the Game Gear for its bad battery life and shit. But I'm sorry, you gotta. Remove the battery to change the game in a Wonders one? Yep. That's madness. What's worse is they didn't even learn from that mistake, because I'm pretty sure you had to do the same thing with the N-Gage. Yeah. Well, that's a different company, I think. And that's still that's ridiculous. I mean, what the fuck? Like, are they treating games but, like SIM cards? What the, why would you put it behind the batteries? But there is a cool thing about the Wonders one, in that you can hold it long ways... With there's a, a D-pad, two buttons, 
or you can hold it like uh, like vertical. And you okay, can you can use... play it in landscape or portrait mode. Yeah, there's another D-pad on the Dope. top, or huh. turn to the side, so you have. It looks like two D-pads, but. Well, I also I think some games actually required you to rotate it. Like some games will have sections you play vertically, and some sections you play horizontally. I yeah. bet you Front Mission fucking rocked that shit. I bet you they did. <laughs> they knew. Yeah, you know, we're gonna rock this Wonder Swan good. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wow, so the, the Wonder Swan was in essence uh, the original Wii U. Um, crazy uh, screen controller styles that no one asked for. <laughs> uh, used to some effect. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's got to be the only time we've ever talked about this system on the show. Like, I feel like but I'm saying Wonder Swan more, than, more well, than ever before. Won't <laughs> it be the America. last? Was it ever an American system, David? Yeah. Like... Um, Is there a single game I mean, released for the Wonder Swan color in America? <laughs> if if we have multiple Virtual Boy games on the show, we'll find a way to get the Wonder Swan. Mm-hmm. It'll be back. It's not the not the Swan song for the Wonder Swan. Next week's um, theme: Wonder Swan. <laughs> God, God help me. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Front Mission, Wanzer. Excellent music. Uh, feel like next time I'll, uh, you know, maybe I don't know if, if there was a demo of this, I would think about playing it. Like, because um, it's kind of—I always convince myself that I can maybe make it through a strategy RPG, and then what the hell? You know, they demo made Final Fantasy IV for the Wonder Swan? Did they? Apparently. Hmm. But yeah, I was gonna say I, I always convince myself that maybe I'll get into a tri- like a strategy game, and then. I try it out and it doesn't go anywhere. That's my experience playing Triangle Strategies demo. I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to buy that. So, if there's a, uh, a demo of the Front Mission remake available for Switch, I'll play the demo and then decide not to buy the game. That's pretty much uh, that's pretty much my mileage with these things. Um, but maybe the Wanzers will pull me in. Maybe maybe walking tanks is uh, what's been missing from my real-time strategy life. But anyway, um, good request. Good tunes. Thank you, Ray. Fantastic. Uh, Love getting that request. And uh, guys, let's just uh, let's keep going. Game three. Thank you. 
Alright, so uh, this remake features multiple differences from the original game, uh, including a new area to explore, a new side quest, various glitches and bugs being fixed, um, an addition of clouds to the title screen, a change to the secret ending, and additional music composed by Yuichi Ozaki. Johnny, get ready on that hat trick button. Yeah, man, if you don't get this one right, I got two words for you. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, oh, shit. Um, so, John and Johnny both say Link's Awakening DX. Jesse says, oh, hey, it's the game I picked. Um, so, I'm guessing he knows what this is. That's a hat trick. I'm about to give the trivia, and then you give the trivia, and I'm like, has, has something bad happened? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Jesse. So yeah, um, this is The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX. After all that talking I did at the beginning of the show about worrying about picking the same game as somebody else, it wasn't me! I, <laughs> I want to point one quick thing out. I'm looking at the upload logs, and Jesse uploaded his copy first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I made a mistake, because I downloaded my you sure music. You fucking did. I downloaded my music, like, Saturday night, and I thought I uploaded it that night, but apparently I didn't. Tisk tisk. <laughs> I mean, I have my game set in Scorekeeper. Does Jesse? Jesse that never sets his game in Scorekeeper, David. <laughs> that cannot be held against him. He <laughs> never has once set it. I don't even know what um, Scorekeeper does. I thought see? that was the god that the Trandoshans, like, uh, worships. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, okay, well, you guys talk about Link's Awakening DX, and I'm going to uh, hop in Discord and pull an extra fan request. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this is Link's Awakening DX, and I have to do instead, Jesse. <laughs> this was a remake for Link's, of Link's Awakening for the Game Boy Color, and... It was what? <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. 
Um, I thought about th using this game. I was like, oh, I can't. We've used it. And then I looked up, we've used Link's Awakening and Link's Awakening on Switch. So now we have used all three versions of Link's Awakening. Um, and I knew they added the color dungeon because it was on Game Boy Color. And obviously the game's in full color now. And I was looking through. I was like, what other changes were there? Was it, did they just add a dungeon? And they didn't. Uh, this game was compatible with the Game Boy printer, and they added a whole side quest where you're going around the island looking for spots and, like, taking pictures of Link that you could then print out with the Game Boy Color. And I was reading, er, the Game Boy printer, and I was reading that, I was like, Motherfucker, I thought that was in the base game. I didn't realize that was a DX edition. Oh yeah, Game Boy Printer came out fairly late in the, the Game Boy lifespan. I, I can't remember if Game Boy Printer came out before or after Game Boy Sewing Machine, but Link's Awakening DX came out early enough in the, the Game Boy lifespan. I'm pretty sure it predated all those accessories. Um, like yeah, the original Link's Awakening, I know it did not work with the Game Boy Fish Finder, it did not work with the Game Boy Modem, it did not work with the Game Boy Jaguar Sewing Machine, and these are all real accessories that I'm naming, by the way. <laughs> the Game Boy went accessory crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've mentioned it before on the show. I love Link's Awakening. It's like a top five Zelda game for me. Um, and I actually... I think I prefer Link's Awakening DX. Not just because of the extra dungeon, because it's completely optional. Um, but there's a, a change to the ending... Um, which I, th I think Link's Awakening DX does it better. Um, and I don't know if I want to spoil stuff for a game that was released in 98? Yeah, usually I'd say no, but this did just come out on the Switch, right? Yeah, on man. The, um, Switch Damon, Online. we can be playing so this fresh. We might have some new fresh players that are, like, about to play this game for their first time. Yeah, right. one of our Just three listeners, one of our three listeners might have not played this. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's a change in the ending, or at least the true secret ending, which I think works better in the DX version. Hmm. Um, because this is a Game Boy game that actually has a really compelling, touching story, which... You know, you would not expect. No, I've I've always heard that this is one of the best Zelda games of all time. Um, it is. Like, it's so good. Probably they would probably expect the story because they played the original. But in the case of maybe not playing the original, then yeah, maybe uh, the story would be somewhat unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't because like you know I, when I was growing up, you know, I went from. Legend of Zelda on the original NES, where, like, I don't know what the fuck the story of that game is. Like, I know it's there in the manual, but as you play the game, you're like, I don't, I really don't know what's going on. The story's not terribly important. Just get, you know, get to business. Go find it. Yeah, things. get to the dungeons, kill the dude, you're done, <laughs> whatever. I mean, the story um, in the original Zelda is like, you're a dude in the woods, here's a sword, go. <laughs> and then, you had Legend of Zelda on the Super Nintendo, which definitely does a better job of presenting a story, and... Uh, I, th this obviously came out after Super Nintendo Zelda, right? Yes. Because um, this uses yeah very similar graphics to the Super Nintendo one. Um, I mean, yeah, not, back then game very similar. It is on the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Yeah, it's yeah. not especially similar. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but it's definitely an upgrade. It's like better than the original, you know, sprites oh, well, yeah, from the first yeah, yeah. one. Very yeah. much so. so 
Um, but, uh, yeah, like, like, Game Boy games, I feel like we're not that big on the story. Like, what was the story of Super Mario Land 2? Oh, you're getting your castle back from Wario. Oh, apparently Mario is a castle, I guess. I didn't know that, you know. Yeah, Wario stole your castle, man. I just played the game. I know the story. Yeah. Um, you know, what was the story of Super Mario Land 1? Uh, Rescue Princess, right? Um, this is one of the first Game Boy games I ever played where, like, oh, there's a story. <laughs> like, oh, you got to talk to things. And I mean, not oh even a God. story. There's there's kind of a twist. And there's, like, characterization. Which, yeah, you're right. You don't really expect on the Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, because growing up, for me, Game Boy was two things. It was, like, Tetris and Kirby. And then Zelda came out. And it really just blew the doors off everything. Like, oh, shit. Well, and that's one of the things that I, I love about Link's Awakening Vanilla um, is it's it's a full, complete Zelda package, but on the Game Boy, which you wouldn't think they would be able to do. And then Link's Awakening DX was probably the first time that I can remember of a game. Like, it's not the first time it ever happened, just the first time that I remember that a game was remade. Because, like, you had Super Mario All-Stars that combined three games into one. Like, okay, that's really four, cool. And Four games into one. Uh, originally, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, and, like, obviously they upped the graphics because of Super Nintendo. But, like, this was a straight remake of a game with additions. It wasn't just, like, a re-release. Um, yeah, and I remember that being like, wait a minute. That's, that's really cool. Um... And like I said, I thought they added the color dungeon and that was it. And then going back through and actually researching it, it's like, oh no, this game actually features a lot of changes. Most of them for the better. Like, I I love the original Link's Awakening. Um, I have not played the Switch one yet, which is weird. Um, but I didn't care for it. I, I think Link's Awakening DX is like the way to do it. I think that's probably he, true. Close enough to the original experience, uh, with uh, a little bit more color. Good enough. Somehow playing Link's Awakening on the Switch was underwhelming. Do you guys consider the Game Boy Color to be a upgraded Game Boy, or do you consider it to be like its own console that came out between Game Boy and Game Boy Advance? Yes. I... <laughs> Because it had some exclusive games to it, but a lot of them were backwards compatible. Oh, was yeah. this was this one backwards compatible to the original Game Boy? Or could you only play it on the Game Boy Color? So, um, I you can play it on the original Game Boy, but there are features that are disabled. Presumably, the color dungeon. Um, <laughs> yeah, but or like, the whole puzzle is based on colors. Yes, um, <laughs> you can play this on an original Game Boy. I think it might just add, like, the the photo side quest. Um, I'm not sure. I've not attempted to play Link's Awakening DX on an original Game Boy. Um, and also what I think is cool is they were supposed to make a lot of these. Um, like, the DX brand was going to be a brand, because there was this, there was, I think, Super Mario Bros. DX for the Game Boy Color, and... I remember reading that they were supposed to release Metroid 2 DX, like a color version of Metroid 2, um, but they canceled it while they were in development. 
Yeah, and I, I, the the Game Boy, um, I'm sorry. So the Game Boy uh, Color, like I, 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 I would have liked for them to go back and remake more games in a DX style, right? Like I wish they went back and remade Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land Two with a DX mode, because uh, those are games that had some pretty good graphics and really could have. I think popped a bit more with uh, a little bit of color thrown in. Besides what the, you know, I know some of those games had the Super Game Boy enhancements and the Game Boy Color would respect those, or I also know there's some games that had like a hard-coded new color palette built in. You know, like Metroid 2 came out well before Super Game Boy and all that shit. It had no, uh, des- you know, uh, enhancements. But later, co- later things like Super Game Boy and Game Boy Color were actually, um, hard-coded to detect it was Metroid 2 and apply the right colors, you know? Right. Um, but still, you can only apply, like, four. <laughs> you know, because that's all that game supported. Um, and yeah, I feel like there's a missed opportunity to make a bit of cash and just re-release a bunch of games with color added. And, and I feel like, um, was it New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe? Like, was that the title of the Switch version? Like, at some point, Nintendo brought the deluxe title back, and I thought, like, oh, that's cute. Like, I, I appreciate you referencing that particular phase in your history. Because, um, yeah, like I said, Link's Awakening is amazing, and Link's Awakening DX in particular is a really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um... John, John, have you have you finished queuing up a bonus game? Hmm? Oh, yeah. I'm way ahead of you, buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah? Yeah. I was trying to find it, because I missed it, and I see it now, and I've got it downloading, and we're getting it queued up as we speak. My part's done. Johnny's gonna <laughs> act all nonchalant and get the, uh, get the music loaded up. Um, yeah. Jesse, since you also chose this game, do you have thoughts on Link's Awakening DX? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I bought it when, uh, going to give birth to Betsy and uh, I played it in the hospital. Uh, oh, dumb. That's about it. Have you played it this week since it came back out on uh, on Switch? No, but I looked at it and was like, oh, I'll pick that for a game that too. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. Well. No, it's all good. <laughs> uh, it's okay. You know, since David stole your game, I'm, uh, I've added a game for you now that will steal one of David's future picks. So, you know, all's well that ends well. And, uh, you know, Johnny, you know, I don't know if you're done loading up the new game or whatever, but, yeah. I'm just so glad that in all that shit talking, <laughs> it wasn't me that copied somebody else on this one. Because, boy, oh boy. Uh, I wasn't actually worried once I chose my game, but somehow I was psyching myself out in the lead up to the show. And then you guys, whew, wow. Pick the exact I same thought, game as one another. I thought Impressive. everybody was going to do the same thing that I did of, I'll pick Link's Awakening DX. Nah, we've clearly used that before, and not well, actually checked to see if we've used it before. Well, no, uh, David, that's why the the list of games to see if we've used things before exists, so you can reference it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, good job on you on picking the newest thing that was just given to you for free. Um, you know, well played. Good job, David. Uh, clearly a, a fountain of uh, fantastic ideas for the show. Uh, that will never, uh, never run dry. Yeah. All right, I got, I got the new music loaded up here. Wet King David is what we're gonna call him. <laughs> uh, David 
always soaking. <laughs> the, David the, the, the Mormon. The soaking. David King. the Mormon. Soaking. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Johnny, anytime. <laughs> Game four. Among many changes to this game, uh, Toad Town Square was renamed Peach's Castle.
Alright, let's see some answers and whatnot. Oh. Uh, okay, so we got, uh, uh, David says Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey. That's incorrect. Um, John says, uh, Super Mario RPG DX, which is incorrect and strange since he's the one who told me what this game was. And Johnny... <laughs> Picks the correct answer, which is even more baffling. <laughs> Mario plus Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions. I figured it was either Inside Story or Superstar Saga. Um, and for some reason, even though Link's Awakening DX was just released on Nintendo Switch Online and Superstar Saga is on Nintendo Switch Online... I thought you weren't going to go with that one. <laughs> so here's what, uh, here's what I'm going with. Uh, since, you know, we just had to scramble to cover this. Uh, I downloaded a bunch of Yokoshima Mora soundtracks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're all delightful. So thankfully I had this one in the can, ready to be added as Jesse's replacement game. Um, man. It's good. I'm uh, glad, I, glad I downloaded multiple soundtracks this week. <laughs> Um, didn't prep for this one though either. Um, never played the Mario and Luigi games. I'm not, yeah, uh, not big on the Mario RPGs, even though they're adorable and they seem very fun. I'm I'm excited about this one because I remember playing it at launch, and then I just I guess played other games and I kind of fell off of it. Uh, but every time I played one of these games, it's delightful uh the writing is always top notch and funny um in the battle system with the the pressing you know your timing your attacks and stuff is real neat um they're just really solid um nintendo games and it's kind of sad that the studio that made these games was kind of shuttered <laughs> oh i was gonna say poor went out for alpha dream man oh i had no idea but this game, uh, or the original, is now available on Nintendo Switch Online, as David says, on the new Game Boy Advanced um, emulation thingy they do. Um, oh, neat. And uh, does it get recommend this one up? Both, the, both of you guys that have actually played it? Yeah, it's a um, high recommend for me. I have played all five Mario and Luigi games except for Partners in Time. Um, which was the second one on DS. And I would say of the five, it's debatable if Superstar Saga or Bowser's Inside Story is the best one. Um, I highly recommend Superstar Saga. It's a really good game. Mm. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Now that it's just sitting there in my Switch, I'm totally, yeah. uh, totally going to grab it and play it. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Like, you kind of uh, have to, or, like, Chris Pat and Charlie Day are going to come beat your ass, I think. Exactly. That's, that's what they said. If you don't play it, they will. That's, uh, that's how they got the job. With the your movie. brains <laughs> yeah. splattered all over the controller. Mm -hmm. That big how dark is going to be, guys? Jesus Christ. You <laughs> use that Game Boy Advance like a blackjack and just splatter your brains all over <laughs> the sidewalk. <laughs> You're going to be hooked on the plumbers, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I can't wait for this fucking movie. <laughs> um, uh. One thing that I, I love about this game, Jesse was talking about the like battle system, and it does have the like Mario RPG, if you time your button presses, you do extra damage, but it's also cool because each brother is assigned a button, so like Mario is exclusively A, Luigi is exclusively B. So like in battles, if an enemy comes charging at Luigi, you push B to like jump and dodge out of the way. Um, hmm. And it was just, I don't know, there was just, it's its very, very simple and it's very subtle, but there's something about like that designation of you have two characters at all times, one per button. Like it just clicks with you. Yeah, it's, it's real cool because, you know, some games, like, when you first start playing them, if they have the uh, active uh, battles like that, you're like, oh, do I press the A button? Do I press the B button? What, what am I supposed to press for the defend? Is it different than attack? But, like, with this one, it's just Mario is this one button all the time. Luigi is this button all the time. I think it's a really good idea. Like, you know, it's funny you say, like, you know, each brother's assigned a button. I'm like... So there's, oh, there's only two buttons, right? I forgot that's what the Game Boy Advance has. <laughs> like, is there another brother that takes up X and Y? No, it's Game Boy Advance only had two buttons. Um, um, I also like this game. Again, like Jesse said, like it's got really sharp, clever writing. It's a really funny game, and they also pull some deep cuts. Um, cause you explore a neighboring kingdom to the Mushroom Kingdom. You go to the Bean Bean Kingdom, and there is a um. Section. There is a section um, that's like a scientific research, like university, um, and there's a part in there where you see like they're studying question blocks, and there's like one from Mario One, one from Mario World, like different versions of the question blocks, and one of the enemies in the university is the viruses from Doctor Mario. <gasps> Sweet. And every time you hit them, they change color. And if you get it so all of them are the same color, they instantly die. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so you cure a disease in the Bean Bean Kingdom? <laughs> yes. Good. Man. Um, man, you know, see, I didn't know any of this. And now that you say that, you know, David, I'm, I'm thinking about playing this game. <laughs> Yeah, you tell me there's a Bean Bean Kingdom. I'm thinking about that kingdom. Uh, <laughs> fucking. Mm. <sighs> it's it's a really good game. Um, the whole plot of the game is this evil witch, Cacletta, wants to conquer the Mushroom Kingdom. And the way that she does it is she steals Princess Peach's voice because that will awaken like this ancient relic that will grant wishes and blah, blah. But she hmm. replaces princess peach's voice with obscenity so like every time she speaks there's a bunch of like strange symbols that fall and explode all around her so she mm. literally has f-bombs oh that's cute hmm and it, obviously so it's just gibberish you never understand what she's saying or do the characters react to her as though she's like hurling terrible obscenities at them no, like, the speech bubble comes up with a bunch of strange symbols, and then they fall down and explode. Right. But, like, the characters don't react as though she's saying, like, fuck me, Mario, fuck me in the ass. Like. <laughs> Can we please get that on the soundboard? <laughs> That's how Peach New sounds. New stinger. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Gonna make that, that radio not safe for work again, baby. <laughs> Never again. I, it's, it's interesting because the game does have voice acting, and I love it because they kind of just told Charles Martinet to go. Because, like, uh, Mario right. and Luigi will talk to each other, but it's just, like, bizarre pseudo-Italian gibberish. Like, Sweet. they'll get to, like, a section, like, oh, no, like, both characters bounce up, like, what? Do, how are we going to cross this gap? And they turn to each other, and there's animations of them, like, talking, waving their hands. It's like, ah, like, it's so adorable. Is it more or less offensive than the, the Family Guy what? segment where he puts the mustache on to go to the Italian deli? <laughs> less offensive. Okay, good. <laughs> it's not just a boobity bib. <laughs> uh, I guess Martin is, of, is more of a fucking skilled voice actor than Seth MacFarlane. So, you know, I should give Martin a little bit of credit. He can uh, at least be more creative in his, I don't know, hilarious Italian gibberish. <laughs> um, good for him. Uh, man, you know, Charles Martinet, I, uh, I was thinking, there's this movie that's coming out soon that I think he would be perfect for. Um, I don't know, maybe you've heard of this movie, Super Mario Brothers movie? Ant-Man, Quantumania? Oh. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, Charles Martinet would make a great Kang. That, that <laughs> movie where, uh, where, um, what's his name, uh, Adam Driver is shooting dinosaurs with laser guns. Yes. I want to see that so bad. 65 million or whatever. (laughs) And Uh, Charles Martinet plays all the dinosaurs. (laughs) Okay. Hey, why are you shooting me? (laughs) You know, that's one thing that... (laughs) I was so old. (laughs) I'm... I'm, If if you'll all indulge me. Hey, you're crazy future, man. Why are you shooting me with the lasers? I'm going to get my soapbox for a moment. Because I've seen a lot of people tweet about the Mario movie and how it's bullshit. Nobody's been talking about it, David. And how it's bullshit that Chris Pratt is Mario and it should be Charles Martinet and, like, voice actor rights and all that. And I I agree, and that's fine, and that's wonderful. However, nobody is saying, like, it's bullshit that Charlie Day is Luigi instead of Charles Martinet. Or it's bullshit that Anya Taylor-Joy is Peach instead of Jen Taylor. And I just wonder how much of it is, like, people wanting to stand up for voice actor rights. And how much of it is people just wanting to shit on Chris Pratt. Oh, a lot of it's a lot of it's Pratt backlash, for yeah, sure. And I mean, like, by all means, shit on Chris Pratt. Like, I don't give a fuck about Chris Pratt. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. But it's right. just like, be honest about what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it is also, though, like... Chris Pratt is just not a good choice. Like even even with that, if you took all the fuck Chris Pratt shit out of it, like yeah, no, he, just was, you, he was never a good choice from the get go. Like, you can tell from the sound the of his voice, he's not a good choice to play Mario. No, he just <laughs> and he's the, not, in all the trailers, he just sounds like Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Like, exactly. Not, like, and the problem right. is that this isn't a role that's been open to any real interpretation because Charles Martinet's been the voice forever in every instance except for the super mario for the super show and like the mario uh like card game or whatever on the fucking pc like it's always been martinet like he you know so for someone else to be given the role and for it to be as lackluster and fucking underwhelming as chris pratt it's just like oh wow that's um 
that's a real choice right there. Like, yeah. I yeah. do think it's funny. Anybody vaguely Italian American like you, the cast of The Sopranos is right here, and some of them are still alive. Pick one of them. Like, <laughs> I do think it's funny that like because of the Super Show and the Mario Three cartoon, and like Charles Martinet, there are like two flavors of Mario, either gruff Brooklyn working class guy or like yeah. super sweet magical guy and somehow they decided on Chris Pratt like how did right. there were two goals and you picked neither right. how about midwestern everyman <laughs> oh no I would I would rather just the, reuse voice clips from the Super Mario Brothers movie you know with Bob Hoskins in, mm-hmm. over Chris Pratt just come and resample, get it, breath <laughs> just resample those however you can Hey, it's me, your Ramadan, you can't spam. <laughs> what's that mean? <laughs> uh, you know what's really crazy, though, is that I, I think uh, all this outrage over it is not going to put one dent in people's enthusiasm for going and seeing that movie. I think general audiences are going to eat that Mario movie up, and that movie's going to make a shitload of money, and they're going to make sequels. Are you kidding uh, me? I'm going to eat that movie up. Like, I mean, I'm going to eat it up on a fucking bootleg site. I'm not going out to the theater for that shit. But, I mean, like, uh, the thing about I'm just saying, Twitter is... outrage can be amplified to a degree that does not reflect on the general public in certain things. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> I was just going to say, Mario has never been the reason like you play the Mario game. It's like he's the least interesting character in the Mario game. Hey. Everything hey, hey, else whoa. about it is why you play, you play it to stomp on the Goombas. You play on it. You play it to see like Bowser's crazy levels. You play it because of the music. You play it because like Mario is like a tortilla. You know, he's just the vessel for the, the fun stuff. Like, yeah, he's just the guy. He's the everyman. He's you. Basically. All right, but Jesse, at least give it give it to us that Mario is at least a perfectly fried corn tortilla. A, a delicious tortilla. God, guys, guys, guys. You didn't go with a pasta. <laughs> you didn't go with an Italian dish of some type. Like, Mario is a spaghetti. He's a vessel for the sauce. You know, like, no, you with the tortilla. Well, no, right. Jesse, it's, it's I... Just the heart wants yeah. what the heart wants. <laughs> Jesse, I, I see what you're saying, and I feel like people are going to laugh at this, but hear me out. Mario is like Batman. Like, Batman is the least interesting thing about any story involving Batman. It's about the supporting characters and the villains and, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, Because, like you said, we're all going to go see this. Well, John has made it very clear that he's going to bootleg it because he's so cool. And, um, like, everyone else is going to go see the movie, not because of Mario. Like, even before, if if it was Mario, it still wouldn't be because of Mario. No one's going to be like, holy shit. Shit, finally Charles Martinet on the big screen. I cannot fucking wait. They're going to be like, oh, cool. I want to see that fucking uh, Jack Black sing and, and wreck that little penguin planet or whatever. I want to see, like, some dry bones doing some shit. I want to see, you know, Peach with the fucking, what, she have, like, a battle axe or a pike or something? I want to see what's Albert. going on with that. I want to like, see Donkey Kong laugh with the Seth Rogen Yeah, laugh. yeah, That's I want to see that, I too. Want. Sure. But not, I mean, I, yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty much I'm I'm there day one, but I'm not there to see Chris Pratt's Mario. 
I'm there to see Jack Black's Bowser, because that's going to be fucking amazing. Yep. He seems like he got the assignment, unlike Chris Pratt. <laughs> anyway. Um, it, this all could have been, you know, like resolved by just having Charles Martinet fucking play the role. Or anybody but Chris Pratt play the role. Or, you know, and I'll go ahead and extend the outrage to Charlie Day. Charlie Day can fuck off, too. Uh, no, since David great. wants have me you, to say fuck Charlie that? Day. Have you called that number? No, not yet. It's I haven't great. called the plumbing number. It's really good. Is it Chris Pratt talking? No, it's Charlie Day. It's Luigi. Oh, okay. That's cool. It seems like in all the marketing, they're trying very hard to not use Chris Pratt's voice anymore. <laughs> because yeah, no, he doesn't matter! It's Mario! Everybody. Who the fuck cares? Everyone knows who Mario is. Why do you need to see... You know, like, Mario's behind John. I know what Mario looks like. I don't need to see or hear him for the Mario movie because I know he's going to be in it. Because it's called Mario. So, yeah, but fuck. I, I didn't paint Luigi behind me. I painted Mario. I like Mario. Mario's cool. I know! Cool. But you know what he looks like. Right. You do have but a tattoo of Luigi, right. though. Yeah, just saying. Uh, you know, I don't know. It sounds like a discussion for a future movie commentary. Uh, Ooh. You know, I, I, I allowed Jesse his you know his point, but I think Mario's perfectly fine and cool. <laughs> so, no, yeah. no, no. This is this but. is a discussion for our future movie commentary, which is Super Mario Brothers the movie DX. Mm-hmm. That's what this. I mean, that's really what this movie should be called, isn't it? God, fuck. I, yeah, they, they uh, fucked up. Mm-hmm. They fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> or actually, yeah. Super Mario Brothers the movie plus Bowser's minions. Right, plus Pratt's <laughs> lousy voice acting. Um, <laughs> anyway, Jesse, fantastic pick. Anything else on this game? <laughs> uh, no, that's it. Great pick. Game five.
All right, guys. So this is a remake of two Game Boy Advance games that were themselves remakes of a PlayStation 1 game. Guys, uh, those tunes, they, uh, they make me feel good. They put a little spring in my step. I uh, just feel good with those, uh, those tunes. So, uh, who's you feeling said, great? I'm sorry, you said this was a, a remake of a portable version of a PlayStation game? Yes. Okay. This is a remake of uh, some games that came out on Game Boy Advance that were actually remakes of a PlayStation 1 game. Cool. I got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so David says Tekken 3 Remastered, sadly a thing that doesn't exist, but if it did, I would play the shit out of it, and it would sound great with these tunes. They'd put a little spring in my step. Jesse says Alone in the Dark, Game Boy Color, sadly incorrect. And Johnny says Friends of Mineral Town. Now, Johnny, that's half the correct answer. This is indeed something, colon, Friends of Mineral Town. But do you know 
whether this is uh do you know the uh, the the name of this series Tekken 3 <sighs> Tekken 3 Friends of Mineral Town <laughs> I want to say it's um oh shit god damn it now I'm blinking yeah it, you know it's the okay second, Johnny the second the- double IP is fucking me up <laughs> I, I'm gonna say Star Wars yes it's Star Wars <laughs> Friends of Mineral Town <laughs> Johnny, you're correct. <laughs> uh, um, I'm sorry. No, I'm you? sorry. I just need to interrupt because I would watch the hell out of Star Wars Friends of Mineral Town. I mean, Mineral Town sounds like a fucking Star Wars location, quite frankly. Like, you had Cloud City, and here's Mineral Town. Um. <laughs> Yeah. But, it was like a mining operation on some outpost planet. <laughs> Mineral yeah, exactly. Town. That's what I'm saying. It's like it would be like a docudrama about like working class people in some like Hoth area right. in Mineral Town. I, I used to pull like Womp Rats in my T16 outside of Mineral Town. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seriously, um, I would watch the fuck out of that. But no, so this is Friends of Mineral Town. Uh, more specifically, this is Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, a remake of the Game Boy Advance title Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town. Um, this shit has gotten all convoluted, quite frankly. Uh, you know, Jesse, do you happen to know what happened with Harvest Moon? Can you possibly, I know you played some Harvest Moon games back in the day. Do you know the relationship between Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons? For, I think, somehow, the original creator of Harvest Moon, um... Which in Japan com- is... Japan is called Story of Seasons. Yes. Um... Was it, they were part of Natsume? Yes. And they, I guess, left or were fired or something, and so they had to make their own game but it's basically the same game, but they had to use a different title. Right. Um, yeah, no, it, you know, I was really trying to research this in the lead up to the show because I was just, you know, captivated by these tunes. Uh, you know, just delightful, you know, Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons tunes. And from what I can tell, Natsume somehow lost not the rights to the name Harvest Moon but the rights to the actual like, code and game that made up this uh, this game series. And so Natsume is left holding the name Harvest Moon, but not Story of Seasons and not the code to the game. And so they, uh, they like started publishing games under the Harvest Moon series for like mobile, and they're not particularly great. They're more like building, you know, just kind of building games as opposed to farming games. And then meanwhile, the guy that actually had the rights started putting out the Story of Seasons games. And they are what we would know as Harvest Moon games. A game in which you take control of a character and do some farming and marry some people and raise a dog. Like, so it's they, they have <laughs> They have the legal name Harvest Moon, but not what that name pertains to. Right. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, Harvest Moon is now a new series 
with a name that American gamers might recognize. But the story of Seasons is the actual game with the Japanese name. If that makes any sense. I It does. It's, it's crazy that they sold, like, the rice apart but not the other part kind of right. thing. It's like, crazy that somehow a company could lose the code and not the name. Like, it's... Uh, it's fascinating, quite frankly. I don't know that I'm getting it completely right, but uh, I mean, it, it led to this. You know, so it, on the Game Boy Advance, there was Harvest Moon: Friends of Mineral Town, and a lot of people consider it to be the best in the series. And then they released, you know, that was released in 2003, April of 2003, coming up on Game That Tune Gems. Um, you know, a little Harvest Moon: Friends of Mineral Town, and then later in that year, they released Harvest Moon: More Friends of Mineral Town. Uh, which is, yeah, I didn't realize this was a, a first for the series. More Friends of Mineral Town. Uh, David or Johnny, you want to guess what the difference is between the original Friends and More Friends? There's less friends to make. This shockingly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say there are more friends. Yeah, no friends whatsoever. Uh, no, More Friends of Mineral Town is uh, you can play as a girl and romance huh. the men. Whereas the original Friends of Mineral Town, as, you're, as is tradition for Harvest Moon, you're playing as the man and romancing the women. I mean, that would and give you more friends, so. It would. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then later on, there's Polly Friends of Mineral Town. That's what Story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town is. You can do it all. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they released Friends of Mineral Town, where he plays the guy, and More Friends, where he plays the girl, and then lost the rights to the underlying game and so now story of seasons comes out on switch and other systems and it's a remake of the of the game uh and it's both things combined so you can choose uh, between male and female characters and choose who you romance and uh it's essentially just a, a nice remake of this game this farm sim slash uh you know i don't know country life romance simulator and uh it seems charming as shit you know i uh I feel like I don't know if I like need to play this. I'd like to, but I put a good amount of time into Stardew Valley, <laughs> and I feel like the guys that made Stardew Valley made that under the understanding that maybe there weren't going to be any more traditional Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons games coming. And so then for one to come out as a remake after, it's like, you're going to have to really show me something if you want to surpass Stardew Valley, because they kind of nailed it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I kind of feel like Stardew Valley is the best version of any of this, but... Yeah, you know, maybe I'm wrong, um, but I'd like to. Uh, frankly, I'm captivated by the soundtrack and feel like picking this up now that I know how strange and convoluted this has all gotten. It's like, yeah, I could do some more farming and some more romancing, and also a dog. I guess you know, not, I don't want to say I could do a dog. I could raise. Yeah, I was gonna say phrasing. I could, <laughs> I could own a video game dog and romance uh, a man or a woman in this town, Mineral Town. Um, and you know, I, I feel like it's just it's uh, it's charming, and yeah, I never uh, I never put much time into the original Harvest Moon games, but I put a lot of time into uh, fucking Stardew Valley. So I feel like maybe this would be a good time or a good game to jump into this and see kind of where it came from. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Jesse, you, uh, you're my Harvest Moon guy. I was kind of hoping for you having played this. I know you, you know, you're a Game Boy Advance guy, you're a Harvest Moon guy. 
um, but you're, you're staying suspiciously quiet about Friends of Mineral Town. I played Harvest Moon. That's it? Yep. Shit. <laughs> I actually did play... I actually did play Super Nintendo Harvest Moon. Oh, good. It was uh, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed the farming. I enjoyed busting up, uh, busting up stumps. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that whole aspect of like you know you can try to work late in the night if you want, but like it's probably not going to work out. You should really just go to sleep, you know. Yeah. Uh, At least a, to me a now. Video game lesson I've never taken to heart in real life. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna come and stay up. Fucking what's that? Uh, you know. What's the fucking Chinese phrase for it? Like, revenge bedtime procrastination? That's my fucking <laughs> speed, baby. <laughs> uh, um, David, you ever, uh, you ever get into any of these? Uh, you know, I was thinking about it. Games like this, yeah, I feel like you, know, you got into Animal Crossing, but did that ever inspire you to get into anything else resembling a sim? Or like a life sim at all? Um, short answer, no. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I no, was with a butt. <laughs> I, well, you were just going over the whole history of the the convoluted legal history of Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons, and then in my head I was thinking, I was like, okay, so this would kind of be like if you had Animal Crossing, and then all of a sudden Animal Crossing started to be called Forest Life, but then Nintendo made Animal Crossing, and it was like a turn-based strategy game. Or if Animal Crossing suddenly only became the room designing element from like the DLC of the new Animal Crossing, yeah, it would be weird. So I get like the concept, but also I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, but to to further answer your question, no, I, I'm <laughs> I was always aware of Harvest Moon, but it never quite did anything for me like oh you're just a guy and you're like talking to ladies and you have a farm like i'm not really interested Sold. in that S- suddenly you're a guy and you're like growing some crops but talking to animals now i'm there i was gonna say yeah something you know would have jumped out at you at some point yeah, I just remember, I mean, back in the day, like, seeing Harvest Moon and just, you know, you're looking through, like, blockbuster shelves and you're, you know, looking at all these Nintendo 64 games and it's like, you know, you got GoldenEye and then, you know, you got F-Zero X, you got GoldenEye and then after that it's Harvest Moon. It's like, now hold on, that seems different than everything else. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, this looks less action-packed and a lot more cartoony than, uh, than the other games. And I, you know, never got the chance to give it a try on Nintendo 64, but it always captivated me. And, um, you know, just the, the idea of playing something like this, uh, it, uh, it intrigued me until I finally got to really put some effort into it with Stardew Valley. It turns out I like it a lot. And so, you know, I'm glad for games like this that exist. I'm just, you know, I'm sorry for the, you know, the American whatever the confusion the whole the naming thing because like i feel like they're just trying to trick people now into buying harvest moon games and i bet you the guys whoever whoever it is that owns the rights to story of seasons nowadays i bet you they're having a real hard time trying to get you know guys like me to be like okay you know what do we have here <laughs> like you know you got harvest moon and story of seasons and they're the same game no 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 they're wildly different but <laughs> one of them is the game that you think you remember from your childhood I don't know, man. Somebody draw me a fucking map. Because, you know, you know what I want? I want to fucking, you know, grow some crops. I want to talk to some ladies. I want to talk to some animals. 
and I want some fucking charming music. Uh, that's that's it. Like, so yeah, whichever uh, whichever game series gives me that at this point, I'm uh, I'm all in. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a fun game. Uh, yeah, I uh, I I would consider playing this. You know, I, I feel like this is the kind of game that maybe I could uh, you know download and really you know get my wife into. She also really likes Stardew Valley. She loves Animal Crossing. Yeah, and I remember I I bought at some point like you know on clearance or on discount I bought like a Harvest Moon for the Wii, and it did nothing for either of us. So I'm hoping maybe they've gotten it back to the point where it's like a a fun playable game. I'm wondering if that game was actually a Story of Seasons game or Harvest Moon game if it came out in some time where they you know lost the rights or what. But I remember buying a game for the Wii and being like, wow, this is. Not what I'm looking for from this series whatsoever. So, I don't know. I remember a lot of My, games on the Wii being like that. Yeah, maybe it was just the Wii. Maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe there wasn't even series confusion at that point. Maybe it was just system confusion. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun series. And I would like to see it continue and also clarify itself for, uh, for guys like me. I think at this point, the, the takeaway for me is... Don't get Harvest Moon games that are new because they're something that you're not expecting. You know, Story of Seasons games are what you think you wanted when you, uh, you know, were first paying attention to the series. So I'll, I'll be keeping my eye out on the Story of Seasons. Because, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun little series. And it's one that I've, you know, just completely underexplored. Um, but I was I was captivated by, by the music. Again, I'm I'm crediting this as my pick, but this is also kind of a like a half bonus fan request because really, you know, after I chose the theme for this episode, I kind of I don't know got flooded with fan requests. There were like fucking a lot of them. I appreciate <laughs> our enthusiastic fans who requested like 50 things apiece. But uh, you know, you gave me a lot of stuff to think about for the fan request, and then I realized like I should probably just pick one of these and. Uh, give somebody a little bonus credit because I didn't really have, you know, I picked I picked remakes because it's an easy theme. I didn't pick it because I had anything in the chamber. So, it's, uh, it's a fun little fan request. Half fan request. Um, it's from Silvernova in the Discord, but it's also from me. So, thank you, Silvernova, for, uh, you know, reminding me of this game and uh, this delightful soundtrack. And, Johnny, let's go to the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps. Oh, sorry, I was uh, checking up on the chat. What was that? Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Regan. What? Check the scores. I have three points, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that's usually how winning works. Because you gave me the point for Friends of Mineral Town, and I got the point for David uh, with Link's Awakening, and... You don't have to recap it, Johnny. I know what happened here. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm baffled that you scored the most points. It's not that, yeah, I, I know what you scored on. I'm just, I'm surprised. I mean, Congratulations. I'm not really surprised because the theme was, like, games we've already covered in a way, and, like, right. what is Johnny if not, hey, I know this game. Yes, I mean the softest of balls uh, <laughs> belongs yeah. to John Regan. Yeah, and 
I guess I kind of I could have won this game myself if I had fucking answered the game I provided for Jesse's thing. Yeah, th this whole episode's gotten as convoluted as the Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons. You know, Jesus Christ, it's the story of GTTsons is what this episode has become. <laughs> I don't understand what we're doing here anymore. I don't know who get who provided the games or who won the game, but apparently Johnny has won the game. So I mean, in a lot of ways, it's my fault, but I'm the king, so it can't possibly be my fault. It's right. the tuna Illuminati. Yeah, the tuna Lamy. Um, <laughs> so, Johnny, you've won the show. <laughs> And uh, you get to pick the theme for the next episode. <laughs> well, let's see. So this week's theme was like remakes, remasters. So I was thinking D-makes. I was thinking it doesn't have to specifically be a D-make of a specific game. I'm going to open up a little bit and be like, you know, games that the original came out on the better console and then something came out on a shittier console. So, for example, I would count the Mega Man Game Boy games as D-makes as the original Mega Man games on Nintendo. You know, like, I'm, I'm gonna give it a little bit of flexibility, but it has to be a kind of shittier version of the original. Johnny, this is Shitty gonna horse. be all Game Boy games. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> like, all <in> Game Gear. <laughs> yeah, like, yep. <laughs> I know where this is going. Like, there's only, like, there's so few systems that can, this, this could possibly apply to. <laughs> So, like, basically, shitty ports. Yeah, or, like, so, you know, I'm trying to think of uh, consoles that are at the same time. It's like GameCube and Game Boy Advance are around at the same time, right? So I'm sure there's some Game Boy Advance games that had the better version on GameCube, right? Um, You'd like to think like... that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I've heard that the Tony Hawk on Game Boy Advance is, like, legit good. Yeah. And they all have interesting soundtracks because they can't use licensed music. <laughs> I mean, they can use licensed music, but it's licensed music on the Game Boy Advance, and we saw how um, American Idol turned out. Mm. Well observed, Sad. David. You've got the era of Super Nintendo and Nintendo games on Game Boy. you got the era of you know the Nintendo 64 games that had Game Boy Color versions. you got the GameCube that had the Game Boy Advance versions. You had the Sega Genesis and anything on Sega Game Gear versions. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and the Dreamcast compared to the Neo Geo Pocket Color, because those are unofficial. Oh yes. Mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it, Johnny. The die is cast. Here we are. <laughs> is there a second theme? Or... Yeah. Was say, a bonus theme. Games really with a main in. character. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Nope. Yeah, either D makes or games that never got remakes. <laughs> D makes or games with a cactus. How about that? <laughs> Fair play. What? Fair play. <laughs> like, if there's a cactus, fair game. Are we doing that? Are we call it? Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing, man. Cactus. makes or games with a cactus. That's quick and to the point. He's right. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Okay. Cool. So we're in. Um, D makes or <coughs> games featuring a cactus. <laughs> Fantastic, Johnny. What a theme. John, what a I am set so, of themes. I am so sorry about the last like 45 seconds of my audio. It's okay, David. It's okay. Yeah. I'm 
Sorry for the last several minutes of Johnny's where he fucking chooses these themes, but okay. Um, <laughs> man, what a uh, what a fucking <laughs> show that's gonna be. I uh, I can't wait to see what the balance is between D makes and cactus when the fucking the requests start coming in. <laughs> so, goody, Johnny, you've earned the right to do the outro to the show. <laughs> So I've queued up, um, I, I've d- just downloaded the entire Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo PC soundtrack. So I'm sort of debating between the Ryu or Vega stages as my bonus tunes. Do you guys, what would you prefer to hear? We'll take a quick vote between Ryu or Vega. I vote Ryu. Yeah? Vega, John, deciding vote. I vote that you do the rest of the outro before you choose this. Oh, I, oh god, I can't do the whole outro. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, let's see. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, you can check out our podcast. It comes out on Tuesdays on GameThatTune.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you should also check out Patreon.com slash GameThatTune to help us keep the lights on at things like GameThatTune Radio, uh, GTT.rocks, or Radio.GameThatTune.com. Um... It helps us keep the lights on, and uh, if you give us uh, give us enough money, we'll kind of add whatever soundtracks you want to Game of the Tune Radio, and that's a lot of fun. People enjoy doing that. Um, I don't have the list offhand of our whatever our we na- we call them out by name, you know, tier is. I can't remember. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, I know what you're trying to say, and I believe what you're trying to say is you want to give a special thank to. Our absurd fan tier Patreon producers. Those would be Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Wise, Sam L. Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, and Beast Pond. That's exactly right. Yes, well a, done. File, uh, a fantastic group of people, a uh, fantastic pile, if you will, and uh, I want you to, I want to encourage people to tune in to twitch.tv slash game that tune, youtube.com slash game that tune, facebook.com slash uh, Facebook.com slash Game That Tune. We record every week at 9 p.m. Uh, the, <laughs> ah, the day oh, that we got relevant. <laughs> every week at 9 p.m. We have a good time. We record every week. <laughs> you should check it out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Man. And we definitely do a good job of uh, listening back to things before we fucking add them to the radio. <laughs> Um, and I think I, give a, I think that's all the points of the outro. No, or oh, I want to give a shout out to the requester. Uh, you know, thank you, Rainus uh, at GTT Radio for making the request. Uh, Rainus unusually made his request straight into the radio chat, uh, which uh, is not the suggested way to make fucking requests. But I <laughs> happen to be there, um, so uh, yeah. If you catch me in the radio chat and get me to say in writing that I've written down what your request is, then yeah, sure, go with the radio chat. Otherwise, make your requests via Discord, look for the link in the show notes, or at GameThatTune.club, our fantastic social media site, um, where we uh, we always take your requests and sometimes honor them. We do not <laughs> automatically honor any requests that are received at GameThatTune.club, but we do look at them. So yeah, with that, um, as far as the bonus tunes go, John, you still have the designing vote between Ryu or Vega. Those are my only two choices. Uh, no, or if you want to throw in another name in the hat, we can do Honda, we can do Blanca. 
from Ryu, whoever you want. I mean, Man. there's one vote for Ryu, one vote for Vega, so you can vote for somebody else, and it'll just be like it'll triple be, be, bonus tunes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you see, my vote was going to be M. Bison. <laughs> All right, done and done. So we got three bonus tunes ending the show tonight. We got Ryu, we got Vega, we got M. Bison. This will be quick. They're only about a minute each. Um, from Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo for the PC. Peace out, everybody. Game over!
Oh man, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo is copyright 1995 Capcom Company Limited. Front Mission is copyright 2022 Forever Entertainment. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX is copyright 1998 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions is copyright 2017 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town is copyright 2020 Marvelous Incorporated and X-Seed Games. Uh, Johnny, anytime. <laughs> Game four. Shit, wait, that's the that's old one. Hold on. Still <laughs> yeah, hold on. I got it. I got it. Game How many four. people picked this game? Yeah, I had a great new game idea. Four. Link's Awakening. <laughs>